You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 193. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And today's episode is Teach Your Kids Investing is Not a Game. But before we get to the topic of the day. Parenting is hard, isn't it? Being a family steward is hard. I talk often about being a family steward, that your family is the most important thing. And while that's easy to say, and it's true, being a parent, being a family steward is hard. Because kids are not easy, are they? When they're young, all that physical labor. And then they start to get older, all that mental labor. Being a family steward has to be the most important thing in your life. But it is hard. Both of my kids, at least my younger kids, my sixth grader and my eighth grader are currently in sports. They're in volleyball. If anyone's been in the club circuit in any sport, they're in club volleyball and it is crazy and it gets intense. And while the only reason I want them to play sports is because I want them to learn the things that I learned. I don't have aspirations of them going on and playing Division I sports and getting a scholarship. No. My goal as a family steward is that my kids will learn certain things in life through sports, like how to work together. So many people have a hard time in this world actually working together. Part of it probably is because we're all sitting on our phones and not interacting with each other. But in sports, particularly volleyball being one, it is a team game. You need to interact together on the court and off of the court. Because I'm telling you, when you're in club sports, it's like a family. All of the girls spend a lot of time together. During practice, during games, traveling to different cities in hotels. The parents need to get along too. We're all in it together. So that's number one. Number two is how to lose. Man, so many times I believe right now, and my wife believes this, she believes that everybody should get a point all the time. Well, I love that idea, but at the same time, we need to learn failure. We need to learn how to lose. 
My kids need to learn how to lose. Life is not all about winning. There's going to be so many setbacks and so many failures, and it's how you deal with that. And then it's how you deal when you win. I want my kids to be good, humble winners. Maybe I need to learn some of that myself. I want them to learn how to persevere and how to get up and get themselves ready to go to practice and work really, really hard when they'd rather just sit on the couch. Because life isn't about sitting on the couch, but it's also really, really hard. There's a big dedication with finances, with time, and finally with more mental energy. Because as much as I want my kids to lose, man, when they do or when they perform poorly on the court, oh, it mentally hurts me so bad and I want to do something, but I just can't. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Teach your kids about investing. More importantly, teach them that investing is not a game. And this podcast is just as much for us as it is for our kids because we all need to know that investing is not a game. Has anybody heard of meme stocks. Has anybody heard that buzzword before? Well, a meme stock refers to shares of a company that have gained a cult-like following online through social media platforms. Another definition I looked at were meme stocks are the shares of companies that have seen a recent surge in viral activity which is usually fueled by online social media platforms such as Reddit and Twitter. The buzz over a particular stock prompts retail traders to buy the stock with the knowledge that its share price will likely rise. So if you haven't heard of a meme stock before, now you know what it is. Think of a stock like or a company in stock like GameStop. That was the most and still is popular meme stock. But the list goes on and on. And we've all been conditioned to see meme investors in Wall Street in opposition. The meme investors want to stick it to Wall Street. That's their goal. Let's break the system and stick it to Wall Street. I mean, that's the way I thought it was. But think about it again. It seems to me that they have a lot in common. Because listen, both Wall Street and meme investors, which generally are younger people just getting involved in investing on a Reddit board, deciding that it's the right thing to buy a single company or a couple, and I'm a millennial, I'm going to stick it to Wall Street, I'm going to stick it to the man, and so we're all going to pile into this one stock and now the price is going to go up. That's the deal. That's what they want to do. But both Wall Street and meme investors, which could be your kid right now, they both believe in picking stocks and think they can beat the market. That's the goal, beating the market, doing better, buying something at a lower price, letting it rise and then selling it. But in my mind, the important distinction is that Wall Street stands to make a lot of money off of meme investors simply from trading costs. 
People don't understand the cost of trading. Why? Because they see large custodians such as Charles Schwab, etc., that offer free trades when you invest. But there's all types of intrinsic costs involved in every trade that is made. And very little people understand what bid-ask spread is and the price you pay to buy a stock. But that's for a different day. And for those who say apps don't charge for trading, think about it. When was the last time Wall Street gave anything away for free? It's all a spin. Like I tell my daughter, a little side note here. When we were in Florida, my daughter and I, my family, a couple of years ago, she saw a sign and it said, free crab. She wanted to take a pet crab home. She said, dad, look, it's a free crab. I said, no, it's not, Eva. It's not a free crab. Keep reading the sign. The sign says free crab with the purchase of a tank so the crab can live in this tank. So we had to pay 30 bucks for the tank to get the crab. Nothing is free. It's always a spin on free, isn't it? Wall Street is not giving anything away for free. So if you know me, I think the best long-term investing strategy has little to do with the prediction or stock picking and everything to do with investing in human ingenuity. Human ingenuity is the engine that drives the stock market. People think that that the anti-Wall Street revolution are these meme investors, but the real anti-Wall Street revolution began in academia in the 1960s and evolved into the formation of index funds more than 50 years ago. The first retail index fund came on the market in 1975, Vanguard and Jack Bogle. The academics spearheading this revolution found no compelling evidence that any individual can consistently beat the market. But the market itself returns, on average, about 10% a year. That's the S&P 500. That's not an investment. The S&P 500 is a benchmark. And this was a revolution unlike any other revolution in the stock market. But why? Why do individuals have such trouble beating the actual market? beating the average rate of 10% per year in stocks. Well, let's think about it this for a second. In transparent public stock markets governed by the rule of law, enormous numbers of buyers and sellers come together to trade. Both sides of every trade must feel like they got a good deal. If I'm going to buy Apple today, the stock, and buy a few shares of Apple, Somebody somewhere in this world needs to sell those to me. Another individual or another company needs to sell me those shares. So they think that selling the stock is the right thing to do today. Whereas I think that buying the stock is the right thing to do today. Both sides of every trade must feel like they got a good deal. Otherwise, they wouldn't trade. Why would you? 
That's what people mean when they say prices are fairly set. And nobody, I say this often, nobody knows the real intrinsic value of a company in any particular time. There's too many factors involved. But with millions of buyers and sellers coming together every day to buy certain companies like Apple, that price gets driven closer and closer to whatever that intrinsic value is. That's why we say stocks are priced fairly. So when you or your kid bet on individual stocks, you might win or you might lose. But over 10 years, you're unlikely to harvest better returns than if you invested in the whole market. That needs to stick in our head. And somehow we need to get that to stick in our kids' heads as well. If you stop and think about it for a minute, this makes complete sense. Markets only work if they are unpredictable. Markets constantly respond to all new available information that comes in every day. And the new price of the stock reflects the new information that just came out. If we could predict the market or when the market was going to move, there would be no market. Why? Because there would be no reason to invest and get an average rate of 10% if we knew for certain what our returns were going to be. That's why we get, or the market has at least, achieved an average rate of 10% per year because of the unpredictability. That's the risk that you're taking. That over time, you may hopefully receive on average 10% per year, but there's no guarantee that the future will be exactly like the past. I'll say it again. If we could predict when the market was going to move, There would be no market. We would get in and we would get out whenever we knew it was going to happen and we'd be taking no risk. So no one's going to give us 10%. But the fact is, and listen closely, stewards, nobody knows when a certain stock will go up or down. I will say that till the cows come home. This fact needs to be planted in our brains. Nobody knows. Nobody when a certain stock will go up and down. Contrary to what both Wall Street and meme investors want you to think, there is no method of analysis, no matter how proprietary or sophisticated or how much money you're paying to somebody that tells us what's going to happen next. Nobody has a crystal ball. So when Wall Street or meme investors think they can capitalize on mispricing, they're not betting against Wall Street so much as they're betting against human ingenuity. I'm referring to the millions of people working hard to maximize the value of their companies and millions of investors trying to make the best possible trading decisions based on all of the available information. Sometimes speculators get lucky and sometimes they don't. Regardless, I don't call what they're doing investing. It is called speculation. It is called gambling. When we have a good investment policy statement and we are widely diversified and we're not trying to predict the stock market or where it's headed, but we use history and academia 
to tilt our portfolios into areas that have proved to give us better returns when holding for long periods of time and then stick around during the good times and the bad times. We're not gambling anymore. We are investing. When we're trying to pick stocks, we are gambling. Buying the market, in other words, a highly diversified portfolio of literally thousands of companies, is a totally different approach to picking stocks. It's investing in human ingenuity, people working to maximize the value of public companies and are innovative and resilient. They adapt to improve products. They create new processes. They solve problems. They change. They adapt. And while we can't predict what any one person will do on any given day, you can predict that humanity will persevere. The market, the stock market, reflects this simple truth. This is getting deep, family stewards, but this is the heart of our investment philosophy and what your investment philosophy should be. Now, I will admit that index funds in itself can be very rigid and there are inefficiencies within index funds. However, if you're not a sophisticated investor, or you don't have help with an advisor, index funds are great for you. And here's the deep part. Here's the foundation of what your investment philosophy should be. The market can reward us for having faith in our fellow human beings. Investing like life is full of uncertainty. But at the end of the day, it's uncertainty that drives opportunity and stock returns. Investing is not about trying to outguess Wall Street or meme investors on which stock will go up or down and when. It's about choosing to side with human ingenuity and betting on a future that's better than today because of the hard work of everyone you know and the millions and millions and billions of people you will never meet. Now that is the heart of investing. And as a family steward, do you want to be a gambler with your retirement money? Do you want to be a gambler? As a family steward, our job is to take care of our family. Our family is the most important thing. But here's our lesson too. Because I think a lot of us on this podcast can can really take what I said and run with it. But it's our kids that we need to educate, especially our young adult kids right now, because the information that they are reading is different than the podcast and the information that you're listening to right now. They run in two totally different directions. And if we don't direct our kids, even as young adults, then they could be off to a very, very poor start. And when that happens, we generally lose faith in investing. And if we lose faith in investing, we're going to have a real hard 
time having an awesome retirement later on in life. So take this podcast to heart in your investing style and reach out to your kids and make sure that they are not chasing the hot dot of meme investing because while some people have gotten lucky, so many people have gotten just crushed. And when your life savings is $30,000 and you lose it all in a day, it hurts bad to the point where some young adults are thinking about or have committed suicide by betting everything on a meme stake stock or something like that. But not us. We're family stewards. We're going to be steadfast and we are going to coach our children about real investing. Now, this is all the time I have today, but I will see you soon. I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.